are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. It's Alicia. Hey, I'm Trisha. And we are a bonus episode today, quarantine edition, I guess you would call it. <laughs> Come on! <That'll> <laughs> yeah, but we are all uh, working remotely from home, and we thought we would take some time today um, to address some things that we've been feeling, and we thought you might be feeling as well. Um, Alicia kind of came up with this idea of coming back on and doing um, uh, a show about grief, but not grief in the the sense that you might think. Um, we've seen I've seen a lot of posts about uh, parents of high school seniors who aren't getting to have graduation and go to prom and do all the things that kind of are uh, highlights of a senior year. And so we started talking about the fact that um, we are grieving the way things used to be and grieving the maybe some of the things that were a part of our normal that aren't anymore. Uh, because of COVID-19. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that and um, kind of check in with each other. And we want to check in with you. You're always welcome to email us at girltalkatthelightup.org. So jump in here, girls. How's it going for you guys? Well, you know, I saw a couple articles about this where they called it grief. And that, it made me feel better that what I was feeling, because I don't have a, a a recent loved one loss type of thing that I'm dealing with right now. And so that's what I think you normally associate with grief. And you guys both have been dealing with that very recently. And I'm sure those emotions are coming back up and we can probably talk about that. But this article just talked about how it is grief. We're grieving the loss of things that we were used to to doing like school. Our kids don't go to school. And even though I'm so grateful for virtual learning and um, it's hard, it's super hard, Yes, you know, and, and we're all struggling to do everything and we're all working moms and now we're homeschooling parents and we've got to cook three meals a day and you know and and then you're supposed to be playing games and watching educational videos and and all of this stuff planting vegetable gardens <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard enough just to come just to get through the school day and get everything checked off and and do things for work and um so and it, it's like i feel sad that i've missed certain things in life and i've had like i've had to cancel several trips and um the first one was the was the hardest because it happened several weeks ago right before everybody really got quarantined and i was supposed to go to a college homecoming reunion oh. and all and it's like you know when you get to this point in life it's really hard to get together with friends you yeah. it's hard to get away from your family it's it's uh, hard for everybody to have the same time off and to get together. And so I felt like it was kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I don't know if it'll happen again. And we're all talking, yeah, let's just do it again. Or maybe it'll be next year, or maybe this fall, but you got to go through that whole cycle of planning again. And not everybody's going to be able to go that could go this time. And I didn't want to feel bad. Like I felt bad for feeling bad for missing that because yeah. other people are dealing with such serious issues but yeah. i think that's the whole point of the conversation is that everybody kind of feels bad in different ways i think there's a lot of um 
um, missed expectations. I think expectations for me, at least, I don't know exactly if that's your all's deal, but I have all these expectations, even when I'm not trying to, and I expect that this is going to feel like this, and this is going to be like that. And, and then when it doesn't happen, it does cause me to feel badly, to feel guilty, to feel sad, to feel grief, different things like that. And I think this time is so weird because as you mentioned, Carol and I have both lost parents. And when that happens, everyone understands and everyone gives you room and everyone expects you mm -hmm. to have some time and need some time. And if you fly off the handle, that's okay. That's understandable. But in a time like this, there are no clear expectations. Mm. So we, we feel badly if we don't embrace the quarantine and, oh, my family's getting stronger and, wow, it's wonderful to have all this time together. Look at us by the fire pit. You know, these <laughs> things, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm barely doing laundry, you know? It's crazy. I'm counting toilet paper squares over here. I'm not doing all this great stuff. But well, we're not giving each other and we're not giving ourselves room to feel whatever it is that we're feeling. Does that make sense to y'all too? It makes absolute sense to me. And I want to thank you because in a text conversation that you and I were having the other day, you said, have you given yourself permission to not be okay? Mm. That may, may not have been the word, words, exact words yeah. you used, but you said, are you giving yourself permission to feel that? And I think one of the things is to like, oh, what can I put on Pinterest or social media that looks right. like um, we're just living our best life now in quarantine, right. you know, um, <laughs> and, and to give yourself permission to have those feelings of, yeah, I, hey, I was looking forward to getting together with my friends and now I don't get to, mm -hmm. not in a, because I, I think the temptation is for us, especially as women, to think, oh, that sounds so selfish, you mm -hmm. know, that other people are dealing with this and this and this and this. But I think you have to give yourself a, a permission to feel that and, and it to be okay. Um, and that's what I think you were talking about, Alicia, is that we shouldn't feel guilty for the feelings because what happens is, or what happens with me, I don't know about everybody else, but what happens with me is, okay, I have the feeling then I feel guilty about having the feeling. Right. So I suppress yeah. the feeling and I push it down. And then what happens is on day 486 of quarantine, I blow up at my kid and I'm like, where in the world did that come from? I don't even that. Who was that? You know, or, you know, I go to Walmart to get bananas of all things. And, and I just completely break down in the middle of the banana aisle. Right. You know, I, right. I think that's when that happens is that I don't give myself permission. And the, the other thing too, is that we're taking care of everybody else and not taking care of ourselves. And that's another thing um, that you guys have been great accountability partners for me to say, all right, what are you doing? Let's go down the list. Are you spending, t are you spending time doing something for you? You know, and yeah. that's the easiest thing to push off the list, especially during this time, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things I was talking with a neighbor and um, we were just talking about school and how is homeschool going and some days are really hard. You know, oh, yeah. some parents are, it'll take two hours to do a task that should take 10 minutes. And so there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, we're getting done with our school day so early. And, you know, maybe that'll encourage your child, try to get it all done before noon. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds great. But we were doing homework until eight o'clock at night the other night. And yeah. we've kind of, and it took me like kind of pulling back and reassessing and, and, and really getting in and helping more because the home 
is not the same thing as the school. And right. kids are processing information and they're seeing us and how we react. And that's kind of the other thing I think that I've been struggling with is the news is out there and there's all this information on the news and the kids hear that or as much as we let them hear and they see us and how are we reacting? What choices are we making? But I know that they're internalizing it in their own way. Sure. And they're not in their, their same routine and they they just got thrown into this new system of everything. And even though it seems like they may be doing all right, you know, they may blow up at their brother or sister or something. And it's because they're under a lot of stress and they're yeah. having the grief of not being with their friends, not seeing right. the teachers. We had that very same thing. The kids got into this giant fight about a book. And my youngest goes and runs into his room and slams the door. And I'm thinking, what kind of a book is this? Bible? <laughs> like, I mean, this has got to be some book. And then I, I took a step back and I was like, oh, okay, this is not about the book. This is about the frustrations, about their grief, about their inability to express it. And I love what you said about um, the kids and helping the kids and not giving yourself some timeline or deadline. Every kid is going to handle this time differently. And if you have four kids, you're going to have four different ways of, of they're going to handle this situation. And, um, and if you have one kid, they're going to handle it differently one day to the next. It's just, it's all so fluid and trying to push the kids into a one size fits all, like get it done before noon or take this amount of break and that about and get this done. It's just not going to work. We have to let them lead us a little bit. That's what I'm learning. That's good. I, I, it's, it's tough right now. It's tough. You know, one day they'll be great. And then the next day they'll be in tears because they couldn't do whatever the assignment was. And I just have to kind of keep reminding myself, that's a reaction to what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw this. It's so true. You can have a good day or you can help your child with math. You can't have both. <laughs> and that we're doing decimals. <laughs> oh, good for you. I'll be praying. <laughs> Well, and here's the other thing too, and I don't know if you guys have struggled with this, but I find myself, and I don't say this to sound like some kind of superwoman, but I say this because I'm really struggling with it to find that balance of what is work and what is home. Like, yes. like those it's boundaries are all the boundary. same. Gone. Yeah. And I'm finding myself working like up until I should be in bed because I have to get up at the crack of dawn. But <laughs> I find myself like working nine or 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, what am I doing? I, I wouldn't do that normally because, because you can go to a place. And then when you leave that place, you kind of shut the door and compartmentalize your work life into that. And then you start your home life, you know? And for me, those lines have kind of muddied so much that I I'm feeling like I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm not doing anything well. Mm, interesting. Right. Right. And you never stop working. Right. Right. Yeah. It's that exhausted feeling. Well, um, things are happening so fast and, and, you know, I felt the first like week and a half, like daily things were changing and, and all this, we were getting new information every day and now I, it settled into more of a pattern and we're just kind of waiting to see when are we going to be allowed to get back to normal. Um, but it is still, there's, because we know we're in this pattern for a while, all of this new stuff is happening. There's all these events happening online. Everybody's 
kind of pivoting and doing online things. Like even our church now has like like six different types of ways you can plug into the church. And at first I was like, oh, this is awesome, but I can't do this one. Maybe I can do this one. And it's wonderful. But at the same time, it's like another thing to try to figure out all these different Zoom meetings yeah. with friends and uh, Bible yeah. studies and whatever that is going on. God has stripped down our schedules and we have done our very best to pack them again. I mean, mm. Think about it. Think about it. Mm. It's crazy. I hadn't really thought about it till you said that, but it's so true. Like I'm thinking about all the things that we're trying to do here, there and everywhere. It's like, wait a minute. God has called us, I think at least in this time, this is an, an opportunity to sort of stop and focus on what's really important and not fill it up with every, every kind of offering that exists. You can take this class online. You can do this. You can do that. Plant that vegetable garden. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going back to that. But, <laughs> but the idea, I think, is we have to make choices and we have to think about what we're choosing and not just fill our our virtual lives up the way our other lives were filled up before. Well, and I think it's okay to not do some of the extra stuff just because yeah. we're at home and we're not going places. I mean, kids are still doing school. A lot of them are doing like virtual classes for their activities and after school stuff. I saw one mom um, posted something that said she was, she was talking to someone else and she was upset because her child was having too much TV time. And she goes, TV time, TV time is all the time. Do not, like the rules are different. Don't try to limit yourself to what we used to do. Your kids are home all day, every day for a long time. <laughs> so do what works. And if putting them in front of the TV so you can be, in a meeting, if that's what you need to do, do not have guilt about it. And I think it's the same with all this stuff we're being thrown and like my daughter's school has all these optional, really cool things they can do if they get done with their schoolwork. But it's it, sometimes I'm like, that's just more pressure for them to feel like they're doing stuff. Right, right, right. I well, think how are, how are you guys yeah. doing with your grief with your parents and, and is that, been like coming up more because of everything that's been going on i was hoping <laughs> not to talk about <laughs> well I, you know yeah. i know but you guys have been really open before about it and that didn't right. really, i don't want to put you on the spot but i know that other people may be like it does this affect does it is this make it harder i don't know i've got nothing to compare it to this april 26th is the anniversary of my parents accident april 28th is when my mom died yeah so i don't i don't know if it's harder or easier because i've not lived through it before but i can tell you that it's right underneath the surface of my heart almost always the other day i was singing a song and i flashed back to the night before mom got in the accident mm -hmm. i was singing that song and kind of goofing around and making her laugh and that was the day before the accident. And I hadn't even thought about it. And I was singing that song and boom, I flashed right back to it. So I think everything is right under the surface. And I've been kind of pushing it down and pushing it down a lot, um, but it's there, it's, it's there. And my question is, what do I do with it? Um, I'll tell you what I read 
yesterday. It was called the gift of pain. Mm. And it was a devotion and it was Priscilla Shire. Can't say her name. Shire. <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, she was talking about, there's this medical condition where people don't feel pain. Mm, and you might yeah. think that's great. I want that one. No, it's actually very dangerous because when you can't feel pain, you're not warned. You don't know things are getting worse. You don't know you're too cold, too hot. You're touching something that's sharp, or whatever. You don't know. And she likened that to God gives us the gift of pain because when we go through pain, we know that we need to draw closer to God. We know that what we're doing isn't um, necessarily the right thing and that we need to be able to run to God. And when our pain draws us to God, it is a gift. And I've never been in more pain than since my mother died. I've never had to go through that kind of pain. And it's not that it goes away, it changes. But the, the positive thing about it is that it has drawn me to Jesus in a way that I never have been drawn to Jesus before. So instead of calling my mom, I'll call out to God. And instead of you know, having that phone conversation or, or hearing her voice, I'll just pray, God, I need your comfort right now. And I will say that every single time he's answered, it doesn't mm -hmm. take it away. It's not the same, but it is comfort. And so I'm, 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 I'm growing closer to God. And that I think is the gift of the pain. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I had better things to say. I don't know. I get crazy. I want <laughs> throwing stuff. I, I think what you said is beautiful and, and hard. And um, I just applaud you for even sharing that because, you know, the harder part for me of the grief process is being isolated right now because I'm a people person and I draw strength from being around people. And so for me, um, the isolation part of it, had, and I think part of it too is my coping mechanism is humor. Well, my dogs don't think I'm very funny, and my teenager don't think I'm very funny either. <laughs> and, and that's and that's one of the ways that I kind of deal and and make light of something that's really kind of hard for me, and I work through it. Um, you know, I've had to go back to some of the things that um, I did a lot before my dad passed away. I used to write a lot, and so I've I've rediscovered my love for writing, and I'm spent a little time trying to do that so that I can process through because normally I would do it with you girls or with friends or somebody else. And so you can't yes. gather like that. And there's just something, I mean, we can, we can be together through screens and that's wonderful, but it's not the same as being a person. And so um, for me, I've had to rediscover that, but the isolation for me has been the hardest part because I'm a hugger. And um, so that. And, and especially now too, because my daddy was a hugger mm. and he was this big old teddy bear of a guy. And when he hugged you, you knew it, you know? Mm. And, and so that I miss that in these days. Um, and I, and I, I was talking to my sister last night and um, dad would have been high risk during this time, you know? So it's such a, a blessing that he's in heaven and he's not suffering anymore. But at the same time, there's just that, um, that hard part of your yeah. heart that um, even in times like this, that rock of your life, that person that you turn to, um, shoo, it's definitely missing. And because I don't have that coping mechanism and that, that outlet of being around people, um, that's what makes it harder for me yeah. during this time, you know? 
Yes. And so you were going to be the one to cry. You were going to be the crier today. That was not I, my job. I think I'm, I think <laughs> I'm just defending. I think I'm defending pretty strongly mm. right now. Um, mm. Actually, I wish I could cry. I feel like mm. I'm, de I'm departing from what I'm really going through. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's better actually to cry. If I, if I can, when I can, I will, because I need to. It's good, Carol. I'm glad. I'm glad you're letting that out because holding it in is is quite miserable and can yeah. be very detrimental to every aspect of your health. So I love right. you, and I'm and I'm glad that you're too. sharing that. And and we're going to be praying for you, loving you. Thank you, you. so much. I'm good. I just think there's a lot of people that um, the isolation is hard on. Hard. Um, and that that part of I mean, people, people. If you're a people person right now, I know you're not okay. Even if you're not grieving, right? Yeah, you're not okay. Even if you're just grieving the gathering of people. I mean, like y'all know me, I can walk into a room full of people and be so tired. I can't even pick my head up. And as soon as I hit that room, I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, I put <laughs> it on and, and I, I'm, I'm ready to go. And so with isolation, it's easier for me to withdraw and hide and, so I would just say to you, if you're watching this podcast today or listening to it and, and you are a people person, find the connection somewhere. You know, maybe that is through writing. Maybe it's through art. Maybe it's through music. Maybe it's through taking a walk and, and talking to God, like Trisha said. But um, find something that can, like, fill you back up. Because if you don't, eventually this is going to be over and, and, and an end is going to come. But when it does, you want to be at a healthy place to kind of re-engage with life. And if you don't deal with all those things, then you, you will actually be worse off. Yeah. 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 And so that's, if, if anything that I've learned from my grief journey about life, it is just that, that a lot of us try to, stifle the grief and push it down and actually it gets stronger when you do that not not weaker so it'll show up somewhere down the road stronger than it was if you dealt with it today yeah. um because if i'll just go ahead and cry it out and deal with it today then i can get it out there and can you know build a network around me of people who can come around me and and, and see that it's it's a struggle but if i push it down and six months down the road from now I, you know, re-engage with life and everything's miserable and I'm so depressed I can't get out of bed. It points back to that grief, you know, like, oh, it was that, that I never dealt with. And so, um, at least that's, that's what has been true in my life is I'm, I'm a big stuffer. I love to stuff things down and put them in closets and hide them. And, and when I, it, because I'm a people person, I like to you know, perform and oh, everything great. Hey, hey, ho, hi, hi. Look over but, here, not over there. Do, 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 exactly. Do. Yeah. Um, and so for me, when I don't deal with it, when I don't um, honestly share what's going on, it gets worse. It gets a lot worse for me. I want to tell you something that I learned in my grief share. I've got my grief share book. Mm. My grief share book. You can yell scream, mm -hmm. cry out to God. We can yell and go, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, he's a big God. He can handle it. 
and you only cry out. They call it lament. You only mm -hmm. lament to someone who you believe has the power to do something about <clears throat> it. And that can be the power to give you the, the peace in that very moment. And you can call out to him, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through. I've learned this. You can scream at the ceiling and God hears you. He's not mad at you because you're calling out to him. He knows how you feel anyway. He's not fooled by do, 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 do. even though, you know, I, I, I can even sometimes fool myself. He's not fooled by it. So you might as well be open and you might as well be honest with him. And he will give you, he'll give you the strength for that next moment. It doesn't feel like a very, you know, like a wonderful moment, but it feels, it feels like peace enough. And you know what, Trisha, that's where intimacy is built in a relationship. When mm. you can have the freedom and fall apart and know that he loves you just the same. But you think about the people in life that you're closest to. They're people who've been through stuff with you. They're not the people you just know casually. They're the people who have shown up when you've been in the deepest pit and crawled down there with you and helped get you out. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's the same way with our relationship with God. When we're honest enough, you know, if you want to get in an intimate relationship with God, start telling him how you feel. He already knows, but he wants to hear you. That's a, that's an act of surrender and obedience to tell him, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. And, and this is where I'm at. And I think it just, it, there's something about that bond that gets closer, just like it does with earthly friendships and relationships. You get closer when you share those things. Um, so that was my two cents worth on that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That makes so much sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I just think so, it's, okay, it's okay to not be okay. Well, good. Maybe it's okay <laughs> if I'm not okay. Everybody's got different situations and things that they're sad or upset about, but it's everybody's all in the same boat in a different way. And you know, give yourself um, grace to feel. <laughs> yeah, grace to feel and permission to feel and um, permission to reach out. And you can always do that with us. You can email us here, girltalkflightfm.org. And I want to just share a verse because. I keep coming back to this verse and it um, gives me such great hope. And it's from Revelation 21, 4. It says, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. And that day is coming. And that's why we can have hope even in the middle of COVID-19, even in the middle of being quarantined, in the middle of grief, in the middle of cancer, in the middle of whatever it is that you're in the middle of today, as you watch this or as you listen, there is coming a day when all that stuff will be behind us. And our heart for you, the whole reason that we do this podcast is so that you will get to know Jesus. And so I want to tell you today that if you do not know him, if you just happened upon this podcast. I don't think that's any accident, but if you're here and you're like, I'm not sure about my relationship with Christ, you can be sure right now. You can be sure right now. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner, that you can't do it by yourself. We're all sinners. We've all messed up and made mistakes. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how bad your mistakes are, but that's, that's where you got to start. You got to say, I'm, I'm a sinner. I, I, I make mistakes and I can't be good enough. And you know what? None of us are. That's why Jesus went to the cross 
on Easter when we celebrate. That's why he went to the cross and gave his life for you and me and paid that debt so that we can be free from the guilt and the shame that we carry around so much. We can be free from that. So we just admit that we're sinners. We believe that what God did was he sent Jesus to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross and that he didn't stay there. That's why we can have that great hope in this word, that he rose again on the third day and he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now making intercession. That means he's praying for you and me. Can you imagine Jesus saying your name in prayer? He is right now. He's praying for you and me. And one day he's going to return for us. And we do not want you to miss that. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you listen to this podcast and you miss that, we have not done our job. So I want to tell you today that it starts with a simple prayer. Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe what Jesus did on the cross was the penalty for my sin. And I want to ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I believe, because the scripture says, if you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. It's as simple as that. We try to make it harder, but it's not really. It's just that simple. And if you did that today, we would love nothing more than to get you some resources. We would love nothing more than to get you some some support. We would love nothing more to point you to a local church. We would love nothing more than to celebrate with you. Even through COVID-19, maybe that's the headline. Maybe the headline is that you came to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior during quarantine. That would help us to death. Yes. (laughs) So I tell you that because if you listen to this podcast, if you watch this podcast, I don't want you to miss it. I love you and we love you and this radio ministry loves you. And that's the whole reason we exist is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you just prayed that prayer, if you just made that decision in your heart, would you email us? Would you uh, email girltalk at thelightfm.org and let us know so we can start that wheel turn and get you some resources and the things that you need and know that we love you. You're always welcome to email us any prayer concerns. We'd love to hear from you, especially right now. Your emails are so precious to us. Mm-hmm. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Girl Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you, and we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones or <laughs> these homes <laughs> to share with you what God's laying on our heart and what he's teaching us. We love you so much. Bye-bye.